You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Get moving in the most adventurous Honda vehicles yet, like the Pilot and Passport Trailsport or Ridgeline Honda, the 2022 Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com Best Value brand. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get a 3.9% APR on a 2023 Honda Pilot, a 0.9% APR on a 2023 Ridgeline, and a 2.9% APR on a 2023 Passport. For great deals, visit your Dakota Land Honda dealer today. See dealer for financing details based on 2022 brand image awards from Kelly Blue Book. Visit KBB.com for more information. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam, live from the Green Room 42. And on today's episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam, I chat with critically acclaimed performers Austin Pendleton and Barbara Blyer. On today's show... We are talking about their new cabaret concert, Bits and Pieces, which will play at Pangea in New York City on January 7th, 14th, and 21st at 7 p.m. Don't go anywhere, because we're coming right back with Austin and Barbara right after this word from our sponsors. Hey, Adam. Hey, Adam. How are you? Pretty good. Fine. Terrific. Well, thank you both for coming on the show today. Our pleasure. The last time we spoke was in 2017. What has been the biggest change for each of you in these past two years? We've tentatively come to like each other. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it took some doing. You know, we've been working together since, I think our first show was 2000. Yeah, right. It's it's taken all these years, you know. Seriously, though, actually... um, I think we've really cohered with with our our little cabaret family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean Paul Greenwood and Barbara Mayer Gostern and the two of us. Mm-hmm. It's like it really is our musical family. I think. It started in 2016. Yes, right, right, yeah. right. And you know we can now finish one another sentences. <laughs> That's wonderful. If we care to. If yes. <laughs> yes <right. laughs> I love that. You can tell you can tell you have good camaraderie between each other. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 There are days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've had open fights during performances. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Well, now you are getting ready for your new cabaret show in 2020, Bits and Pieces. So what are you both looking forward to most about this show? Okay. Um I love the way this show kind of came together. You know, we, we kept coming up with ideas for shows for about eight months, I would say. And they just kept morphing into something else. And it's almost like the show took us where we were going rather than, you know, our yes, mapping yes. out the show. Right. Yeah. Do you have any... Did you want to add anything or... Yeah, it just, um, ideas about individual songs started to come up way kind of spontaneously. There is a handful of songs in it that either, that we've done before, mm-hmm. either together or whatever. Uh, but there's some new songs too, and um, that we haven't done. And um, it's exciting. It's just, it's, it's bits and pieces. Yeah. Like yeah. you say. It's, it's very, it, it doesn't have what, 
in certain circles is called an arc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. Um, it's uh, but each but as we run through it, when we have run-throughs of it, like we did just now, um, each song seems to spontaneously create the next song. Mm. I mean, there's of course applause pauses. Right. <laughs> you know, or, yes. Or, yeah, or a wait for applause. You know. Yeah. We'll give you five minutes. If you don't applaud, we're going to move on to the next right. <laughs> But it generates its own arc, really. Oh, wow. And um, I think it might be different for each person. Mm. Well, I can't wait to come see it. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to have you yeah. there. Mm. Um, I was walking down the street a couple of weeks ago, and I suddenly thought of a song I hadn't even thought of or sung to myself. And I've never sung for... When did Promises, Promises open? 1969. The original, yes. Not since then had I heard this song. Wow. And it suddenly was coming out of me. Oh my gosh. I was going down the street singing it. Oh my gosh. Like to it. And, I, it, it, and because our show doesn't have a total thematic core the way they often do, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> but it fits. Yeah, right. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like that Monty Shire song called... called uh, Spring cleaning. Yes. That I had I'd been in the Montpellier musical when we were all in college together. Oh wow. That that they wrote that for, and it would starred Gretchen Cryer, by the way. Yes. Her husband was in the Divinity School at Yale, so she came, she wandered over one night. <laughs> and and um, this again, this great song they wrote for that show called Spring Cleaning. And it, it started coming out of my mouth, walking down the street, <coughs> after 50 years. Oh, my gosh. And it's kind of the way this show has evolved. Yeah. What was the first song you each knew had to be in this show? Okay, you can take this one. No, you tell Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, a Thousand Kisses Deep, Leonard oh. Cohen. Mm. Oh. Yeah, which I'm doing something sort of different with. I had been talking with Tammy Faye Starlight and complaining that Austin won't do that that song, and it you know was a man's song, yeah. and she said, "Why don't you do it?" And I thought, "Yeah, why don't I? I'm the one that loves it." So I love you too. I just didn't know how to sing. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she sings it very well. Yes, I couldn't, I couldn't find it vocally to put it pretentious. <laughs> It's, it's oh, it's a brilliant song. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. Extraordinary song. Well, I can't wait to hear it. We also have one of his other songs, it's Hallelujah, which oh, was wow. of Yes. Yeah. And we, we did do that in a show about a year ago. So now with this show, you're once again going to be performing at Pangea. What do you love most about the, the, that venue? Everything. I mean, it's like a jewel box yeah. of a room. It really is. And Stephen and Arnaldo mm-hmm. and Marek and, and the people who were there are just so supportive and so warm. Mm-hmm. We got in on sort of the ground floor with Penji. Yeah. They had just begun. I've, I direct a few plays in a row um, um, at Classic Stage Company. Yes. The last one, which was in 2015, um, Hamlet. And the opening of party was always at Pangea, which is up kind of around the corner, like a five, ten minute walk from, from Classic Stage Company. And um, 
as as recently as 2015, there was no no cab. It wasn't cabaret space. Right. Yeah. Right. And we started our cabarets in 2016. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, it was a cabaret space. So at first, nobody knew about it. Mm -hmm. Now it's so, like the hot. Now place, we we right? have to petition months in advance. <laughs> to get a, 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 you know, and um, um, and um, I don't even know, frankly, if we started we're starting now we could get into Pangea. Wow. But we delivered a numbers of cabarets there and they seem to not have objected to them. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, um, so we 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 can get a slot but it now is a very competed for cabaret space. Yes. But when we first there it was just open and it also at the same time it opened some of the major cabaret spaces in New York all closed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a double thing happened. Suddenly Pangea was yeah. red hot. Yes, yes. And of course it was also red hot because we were performing. Of course, well, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I know that. Son dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we're going to take a quick little break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to play a game with Austin and Barbara, but first we're going to have a word from our sponsors. And we're back with critically acclaimed performers Austin Pendleton and Barbara Blyer. So the game we're going to play is called Bits and Pieces, based upon your upcoming cabaret show. So uh, I'm going to mention some bits and pieces of shows or films you have been in, and you're going to give me the full name of what I'm talking about. So, Austin, we'll start with you. Yeah. Um, this was your favorite movie that you've been in, and one of your co-stars in it was Joanne Woodward. Mr. and Mrs. Bridge. Yes. 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 It's my favorite movie I've been in, just the movie itself. Yes. I mean, if I went to see it, it would be my favorite. Say I weren't in any of the movies I've made, that would be my favorite. I, it's a unique American masterpiece, that movie. And, and then also, it's the happiest... And I've been happy on a lot of film sets. The, that long afternoon with Joanne doing our longest scene in it together, one of only two scenes I have in the movie, was this beautiful an afternoon. First of all, she's a great artist. Yes. And it, the scene is incredible. The, the, I mean, the writing. And um, it was in this house in Kansas City, this house that was clearly built in the 20s or even earlier. Oh, wow. This big house. and. And it was just, and James Ivory. Mm. James Ivory is one of those directors who knows how to drop in a couple of words between a take, mm -hmm. and suddenly you go deeper. Yes. You know, and uh, so yeah, that was the, I mean, I've had a lot of happy experiences. I mean, I've been extremely lucky, but that's the one for me. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Barbara, you played the mother of a psychopathic killer in this cult classic. Swoon. Yes. And one of the psychopathic killers was my actual son. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. What was that like? It was weird. I mean, it was really <laughs> weird when he was being really arrogant and re in the courtroom. I'm sitting there thinking, you're going to get the chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I love it. Well, wait till we get home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Austin, you were nominated for a Tony Award for Best Director of this play, star starring Elizabeth Taylor and Maureen Stapleton in 1981 on Broadway. The Little Foxes. Yes. By Lillian Hellman. Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you have any stories you want to share about oh, that? Oh, God, there are 14, no, about 27. 
Um, well, Elizabeth, by the way, was the most generous person mm -hmm. to everybody. And here, all that we, we were all there because she had degreed, had decided to do this play. Mm -hmm. I mean, even before I got, I mean, I was, I came in later. Everybody else came in later, mm -hmm. and she was just so generous. She was so selfless. Mm. She was so. Um, um, at a couple of her key moments, I deliberately completely upstaged her. Mm -hmm. How many actors would put up with that? But it was for a specific effect. Yes. And she, oh yeah, cool, you know. Oh, wow. And she, and then also, about uh, we had a limited run on Broadway. It was only supposed to be for four or five months, and that's what it was. And then we went on tour. Toward the end of the Broadway run, a bunch of new actors came in. Mm. Now Elizabeth had never been in a play before, so she the whole idea of replacement actors, which sometimes throws seasoned veterans. <laughs> she just adapted her performance to the new people. Wow! Just like that, I didn't even have to pull her aside and say, "Now here's what you need to do." She just the performance just wow. rearranged itself around wow. those people, and Lillian Hellman. Oh, I miss her. I miss her so Aww. much. Oh, first of all, we had the most glorious fights I've ever had with anybody. Better than with me? Yeah. There, I've said it. I've said it. Oh, my God. And, but she was so funny. And so just, um, um, she loved fighting. Oh, she mm. loved it. We, we had a huge fight once in the lobby between the second and third acts oh during the God. preview. We were yelling at each other. I was, can I say a dirty word? Sure. She started in on the one scene. We were two nights away from the press night uh -huh. after a long out-of-town time. And, and, um, um, and we, she started in on, on the one scene she hadn't criticized yet. <laughs> and, she, uh, and I started kicking the wall and yelling at her, this is the worst fucking night of my life. And she started pounding the, have I told you this? Oh. She started pounding the floor. Of the, this is with the audience oh is right God. there. Uh, pounding the floor of the lobby, yelling, every night I see your fucking production is the worst fucking night of my life. <laughs> and, and, and I got so angry that they called the company manager in to separate us. Oh, my you know? God. And then, I sh you know, we were two nights away from press, yeah. so I should have watched the third act. But I was too angry. to. So the company manager walked me around the block. And then every time we came back through the stage door, some new, they were like a tag team. Somebody else associated with the producers would walk me <laughs> on again. And I had friends there that night. Oh, my God. And so they came out. And I said, we're not, we're, we're going way west. <laughs> we're going to some obscure place. We're just going to, I'm, we're not going to Joe Allen's or any of that. I'm so angry. Oh, my God. So we walked all the way, and it was in back in the earlier days where we got over to, like, between 11th and 12th Avenue where there wow. nobody was right, there. Right, right. Yeah. And not even that, nobody. And there was this little place. So we went in. We sat down, and I ordered a drink. And the, and the maitre d', it was a little place, came up with trembling hands, with a phone in his hand, and said, Miss Hellman is on the phone for you. To this day, I have no idea how she knew I was oh there. Oh, my God. I mean, I kept looking back yeah. when we were walking there. <laughs> so I picked up the phone. I said, hello. And she started howling with laughter and saying, you still mad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That so is I the best miss story. her. I miss oh, her. Oh, wow. 
God, she was a wonderful woman. Oh, my God. And, and, of course, a, a brilliant writer. Yes. But she would say to me in the lobby at Kennedy Center, uh, when we were trying out of town, out of town, she would say, do you even like this play at all? Because I can't tell from what you're doing. <laughs> I said, I, I like it a little bit, Lillian. You know, <laughs> we would start yelling at each other. And and then, um, but 14 years before that, I'd been in, in the Mike Nichols production of the Vivian Beaumont. Now, Mike was wow. one of her very best friends. Do you know who was in that cast? And I, I got cast in it by a total fluke. No, not offhand. Huh? Not offhand. Okay. Anne Bancroft. Oh, my God. George C. Scott. E.G. Marshall. Margaret Layton, Bea Richards. Oh my God! Um, it's like a who's who. Maria Tucci. Uh huh. Um, and and um, I got cast because he had just finished making The Graduate; it hadn't mm -hmm. opened yet. And he offered it to Dustin Hoffman, yeah, who was taking time to make up his mind. Wow! I've told you this. Mm -hmm. And so Mike, uh, so the producer, one of the enhancing producers, called Mike up, reached Mike on the set of The Graduate and said, has Dustin agreed? No, but I'm, I don't want to, just find me another young eccentric character actor. And my picture was in the paper that day. And uh, the producer, Austin, will hire him. So we went to rehearsal, and, and Mike, after a couple of days, said, you know, you're totally miscast in this. <laughs> and, and, oh, uh, my God. And, the, and uh, it got rave reviews. I mean, read Walter Kerr's review of that production in 1967 of Mike Nichols. And Lillian hated it. She kept coming back to see it yes. and receiving plaudits. But she would say to me when I directed it 14 years later, your production is bad. But it's not as bad as Mike's. <laughs> and I said, I like Mike's. I mean, I, I know I was in it, but I could. I knew I could. I like Mike's production a lot. She said, if you had said that in our interview, you would never have gotten this job. <laughs> and I never did figure out what her problem with wow. it was. I mean, it the play radiated in that production. Yeah, and and it it. Uh, so anyway, all that history was going oh on. Oh my gosh, that's Your incredible! Production is terrible, but not as bad as Mike's. <laughs> that's a and wonderful I said to her story. Once, I want to work hard to make it as bad as Mike's. <laughs> she didn't think she no, she didn't think that was funny. <laughs> so there you go. I love it. Yeah. I love it. That's a rich, a very rich history story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Priceline presents. Go to your happy price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. 
However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Uh, Barbara, this was the name of your solo show that was selected for production in New York City, uh, Women at Work Festival. Who's your mama? Yes. And Austin. Uh, Kevin Klein and Meryl Streep were your co-stars in this Shakespeare in the Park production in 2009. Of Mother Courage. Yes. By Bertolt Brecht. Yes. Yeah. Which I saw was wonderful. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was a, a wonderful experience. She's um, just wonderful to work with. She said, would say to me, for example, um, listen, do whatever you want in the scene and I'll just come off of that. <laughs> and, she, and I thought, well, wow. she doesn't. She meant it. Yeah. I would try different things on different nights and she would just be right there. Oh, my God. And then I'd never acted in Central Park before. Mm. And I was very unused to the space. And George, uh, the director was George C. Wolfe, yes. no less. And he would say, Austin, oh, you've got to embrace the venue. You've got to open. He was totally right. <laughs> I was like playing like this. And we're in Central Park. Oh, my God. Yes. And so, and so Meryl said for a scene we had together, she said, listen, Austin, I'll stand way over there on this side of the stage and you stand on this side. <laughs> and let's play the scene. So I had to open up. Yes. So she altered the staging. I mean, with the permission <laughs> right, of George. Right, right, right. Because they, I think George was wondering, what am I going to do with this guy? Right. He was great in the audition room, but this is Central Park. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and it's, um, um, so she, and somehow just doing that few times the scene that way, uh-huh. got it lifted out mm. of me. So she was wonderful. Wow. And of course, Kevin Klein is heaven. Yes, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. And Barbara, last question of the game. Jane Fonda and Tina Fey were your co-stars in this feature film. This is where I leave you. Yes. Adam Driver was in it also. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was wonderful to work with them. Oh. I mean, it was just wonderful. That's great. Really fun. Wonderful. Um. Well, thank you both for playing. Uh, Right after these messages, we're going to get to some personal questions. So stay tuned. So we're back with critically acclaimed performers Austin Pendleton and Barbara Blyer. Yes, that's you guys. Now, let's find out more about you. Uh, What do you both get from singing that you don't get from acting? I was a musician first. Mm -hmm. I mean, I read music before I read words, Mm -hmm. and I read words at four. So, um, you know, it's my first language. And when you're bilingual, really, (laughs) you know, your first language is the one the emotions come up in. Yes. So for me, it's like seeing a movie with wonderful background music. Mm. (laughs) I've always loved musicals. I've been in a lot of them. When I arrived in New York, I couldn't sing. And I went to audition for a musical. And I said... uh, and they, before I sang, they said, um, who, who's your singing teacher? And I, 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 um, I made up a name. <laughs> and uh, so I sang, and there was this dreadful pause. And they said, who is this singing teacher? <laughs> <laughs> so my agent said, I think we should get you a singing teacher. <laughs> so, and I couldn't sing a note. Wow. And I and so, 
This it was a woman named Aura Witty, mm. who taught in in a building on Seventh Avenue that that in those days had singing teachers all over the place in it. Oh wow, eight fifty three Seventh Avenue, and um, within a year she got me to the point where I could successfully audition for Fiddler on the Roof. Wow, yeah, incredible. Yeah, she was quite something. And then after she retired and and, and moved back to Texas, I took up with Conrad Osborne, mm. who. Um, has just written a like thousand page extra, extraordinary book about opera. Oh wow! Which is called Opera as Opera, which is well, some of the reviews have called it the definitive book about opera ever, oh, wow. ever, ever. And um, so then he took over when 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 Aura went to take, and so we so then he he just kept working with me, and uh, so the, what what I'm really talking about is that. Um, because I've had these two brilliant teachers, and now Barbara Mayer Gustern oh, yes. teaches me singing. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. wow. So She's between amazing. the three of them, so um, um, but I've always loved music. I, I grew up. I was a teenager in what's called the golden age of musicals, mm -hmm. and um, um, <clears throat> and where every year there was two or three brilliant new musicals. Mm -hmm. And um, and I would get obsessed and play the albums over and over again and all that. And so, um, um, what was your question? Uh, <laughs> what do you get from from singing that you don't get from well, acting? Well, it, it you get it when you do Shakespeare too, because mm -hmm. yeah. which is That's music in, right. almost in the in the literal sense. Yeah. You get a kind of lift. You get a you, or when you're in a Tennessee Williams play, mm. the same thing happens. Speak like the glass menagerie. When you say that language, a thing happens to you just from saying it. Mm -hmm. And and um, and that's true in a song too, and it's true in a musical. Yes. And um, I was in a musical once by Arthur Miller and Stanley Silverman. Really? Oh, wow. About Adam and Eve. Oh yes, I saw oh. that. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. And the score was by Stanley Silverman, who doesn't fool around. Right. And and it was as complex as something by Leonard Bernstein. Oh, wow. And Arthur Miller's book was thrilling. It was about Adam and Eve and, and God and Lucifer. Yeah. And Eve was Alice Platon. Oh, my God. And God was Len Carreau. Yeah. Oh and my Lucifer God. was Walter Bobby. Oh, my God. I mean, it was quite wow. something. And Abel was Lonnie Price. Oh, my God. It was quite something. And uh, um, so... It's very elevating being in music. Yes, yes. Yeah. Definitely. Wow. I almost want to be like, who haven't you worked with? I mean, you've, I'll, you've worked with everybody. I'll, I'll submit a list. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Arthur Miller, by the way, was very droll. Really? Yeah. Wow. Very witty and funny. Oh, wow. And you could get, you could extend, you could get into very funny insult exchanges with him. <laughs> That were really uh, treasured. Oh my God, yeah. I love it. I love it. Now, Barbara, you're one of Austin's students at HB Studio. Mm -hmm. And so, what's the biggest lesson you have learned from him in the classroom? I think the biggest lesson I've learned from Austin in the classroom and in performing generally is to really be exactly where I am mm. at that moment and use it. Um, one, one anecdote I tell about this is we were doing a cabaret show 
and a composer who had given me songs, my fav- one of my favorite composers, mm-hmm. okay, um, who never came to anybody's show when they're doing their music, his music. And I was doing his song, mm-hmm. and the um, house manager came over and said, do you want to comp anyone on this list? And there was this composer's name. And oh, I my thought, God. Oh, this is, this is it. This is the end. And I ran into the dressing room, and I said to Austin, I'm not doing the song. And Austin said, do it about John, the composer's name. And the song was called, If I Ever Say I'm Over You. (laughs) And I did it about John. And it worked. And it turned out that what John was worried about was that whoever sang his music would be flat. And wow. I don't get flat. I mean, right. that's just, you know, something I was born with. Yeah. Pretty sharp, yes, but not flat. So I could have saved a lot of worry. <laughs> that's wonderful. And Austin, as, as Barbara's teacher, what's something you've learned from Barbara? Oh, God. Um, no, I'm trying to think of the word for it. Well, first of all, you just learn a lot from Barbara in ordinary conversation, <laughs> things you never knew about, mm-hmm. things about insights into people. Mm. Barbara, can I say, for many years, uh, was a therapist. Oh, wow. Analyst. Analyst, yeah. <laughs> and, and um, um, you know, in certain, many certain moments of my life, I, she She'll explain to me what's happening in certain things in my life. And I, I learned things that I just wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. And that, it always, you know, like any problem in life, the more you know, the better it is. Yes. So there's that. Then also, witty fortitude. Mm. Those words don't always go together. Yes. You have one or the other. Right. But they come together in Barbara. And that's, this is totally the wrong word from a tonal point of view, but educational. Mm. Weight and fortitude? Witty oh, fortitude. Oh, 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 I'm glad we straightened this <laughs> oh, out. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. going to hit you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was going to about to Oh, boy. I was going to have to break yeah. this yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And I'm glad we didn't have to resort to violence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's gotten fairly close to it a couple of yeah. times in the last half hour. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Uh, well, he once called me intelligent in a class. Oh, yeah. That oh. was almost a parting of the ways because in my family, there's intelligent on one side mm-hmm. and then there's pretty and talented on the other. Mm. It took me hours to... Years. Those ideas could be fused. <laughs> <laughs> working on it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Once during a cabaret rehearsal, I said that she had... I started to say, that's a really intelligent approach to that song. Oh, I love that. I love that. All right, the last few questions. Playing off the title of your show, Bits and Pieces, what are some bits and pieces of your lives you hope come together in 2020? I passed the point where I think about that. Um, 
no year, either for bad or good, has ever turned out the way I thought it would be. And um, even when I knew sort of things were going to happen in it. And often the reverse has happened. So some years ago, I don't know, it was like, it didn't, not like I woke up one day with this revelation, but gradually over the last number of years, I just thought, okay, you just don't ever know what, well, you certainly don't ever know what's going to happen. But apart from that, you don't really know what an experience is going to be like. And, and, and Bea Richards, you know, the great actress. Yes. Who was in that in the Mike Nichols production of uh, the Little Foxes? She played Addie, um, the servant, one of the great actors yes, ever. Yes. And we were standing at a subway platform one night after the show. It was at Lincoln Center, so at that subway platform, it was a Saturday night after the show. And she said, "Where are you going?" And I said, oh, "I'm going down to meet some friends in the village." And I was, "It's, it's going to be so great." She said, "Don't ever do that." I remember where we were standing on that platform. She said, don't, don't, don't define the experience until you've had it. Don't know what it's going to be. Oh, I've never forgotten that moment. And she had this very direct, simple way of saying, mm -hmm. and simplicity was at the heart of her very great acting. Mm. And um, 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 so that's, so I don't know. I just don't have any expectations. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Great I do too, yeah. and it sounds a lot like this show. Yeah, <laughs> really, um, it really does. It, yeah. it sort of comes as it comes. Mm. Now, mine is I have some specifics. Okay. Okay. There's a musical I've been offered that I would really like to see happen. Mm -hmm. She's kept this from me. Oh wow! <laughs> Inside information. Yeah. No, yeah. no. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah, and a couple of films. Oh, terrific. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think there's a lot you guys are going to be talking about yeah. afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, well, the last question, I always end my interviews playing off of the title of my podcast, Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. So if you were to bear it all and reveal something about yourselves that you have not told ever in a previous interview... What would you share? She just did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I, I tend to talk so much about myself that I've probably told everybody everything. <laughs> um, one half a drink in my hand, and I tell everybody everything. <laughs> oh, I should have had a drink then. Yeah, right. Yeah, you see, you blew it. I did. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, the, your last two questions, I don't I've stumped know you. Yes, yes, you have. I feel I feel honored that I was able to stump you. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. What 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 was the question again? Uh, what's something you would reveal about yourself that you've never told before? Well, like I say, I, I I've revealed at one time or another everything about myself that I know. Yes, of course. <laughs> probably other people. Yeah, 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 right, yes, yeah, I, I, um, I don't know. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna rephrase it. Yeah, yeah, okay. re rephrase it. Do you have, um, do you have, like, any, um, uh, now to try to think of the word I want to use, do you have any, like, um, 
habits or any kind of <laughs> any any kind of thing that you do when nobody's around and you would be like, oh my god, if somebody saw me do this, like I pick out all the green M and M's from the M M&M and M pack and only eat the green M and M's, or I like the blues. I love blue. Yeah. I have a like so I've shared this with a few. I have this obsession about going along the street and picking up trash and putting it in the trash can, mm. and and. Um, and in a room, I'll just start doing it. And sometimes it's insulting because you're in somebody's room and you start picking stuff <laughs> off the floor. And, and it's... Um, so Brian Kulik, who used to be the artistic director at the Classic Stage Company, yes. um, he, he teaches um, uh, directing up at Columbia University. And so he sent a couple of his, his directing students to meet with me and have coffee with me just to talk to them. So I was meeting with this one guy who was clearly very talented, who was about to direct... Chekhov, as I had done for Brian's theater oh, wow. at Classic Stage Company, but the the um, um, and I so we were talking. And he was going to direct Uncle Vanya, which I have done mm-hmm. twice in my life, and uh, so I gave him some pointers and everything. But there were all these things on the floor of Starbucks. So when we were through, and when we were through, I. I started picking all the. I said, "Come pick this stuff up with me," <laughs> and then so we did it for like five minutes. Oh my gosh! And and the floor was totally clean. I said, "Now look at the floor." Now the feeling of accomplishment you have now. You will never ever have as a director, because <laughs> here is that used to be a mess, and now it's clean and beautiful. Yes. There's no ambiguity about it. It's not like you'll direct a show and say, well, and you find yourself saying things like, well, so-and-so loved it, you know, <laughs> right. and you don't know what you've accomplished or what you haven't accomplished. Right. But when you pick up, and people have said to me, you've got to stop doing that. I say, I wash my hands. <laughs> I go in hot water and everything, but still. But still. Oh, my God. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Um I was voted in my high school yearbook most likely to be divorced. Oh, wow. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I was. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you both so much for coming. Oh, yeah. good. I'm so happy. I had yeah. a great time with both of you. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad no, this one won. You, no, your yeah. questions are so incisive. Well, so oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I know everybody listening, you're going to come to Austin and Barbara's show, Bits and Pieces at Pangea, January 7th, 4th, 21st, all at 7 p.m. I'll have the ticket link up on Call Me Adam. Or possibly come to all three of them. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. All three would be They'll even better. They'll all be different. Yes. Yeah. Terrific. Terrific. Yes. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story For he happens to be in the know Just ask anybody who's had him at him Lynch for the business of show Callmeadam.com Thanks for listening. For more Call Me Adam interviews, visit callmeadam.com And follow me on social media on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Call Me Adam NYC.